want to encourage you in a word. I have a few scriptures for you this morning. Yeah, good morning, everyone. Good morning. I've got a few scriptures for you this morning. Um, and I want to speak very, very simple today. So stay with me. Um, and as I've been praying, I hope that certain people, this will be a day of change for them. Again, I don't have anything special. Well, can I say that about the word? I don't have any great dramatic word to tell you this morning, but I know for a fact it's something that I need to put or sow into the the hearts of some people this morning. So it's good to see you on. Good morning. I feel like we've got a great week ahead of us. I feel, I feel, I hope that there are some people whose faith has been joined to mine. I know it's going to be a great week, a week of fulfillment, a week of um, good news and success. But I feel it, like I was just saying, I feel, I feel it very impressed in my heart to say something that may separate you in the long run. Um, how would I say this to you now? Um, spoke to some people yesterday um okay i spoke to some people yesterday and i went back to think i went back to think and i have been thinking and you know what's the scary thing about christianity is i don't believe many that have a chance to make it in the real world in quote yeah come to church I think people that God knows are in debt distress and discontented are the people he draws to his covenant would you allow me to start like that yeah let's let's have a very very real conversation this morning a very very real and why am i saying this i don't believe that christians activate the faculty of their mind um, meaning that i don't believe they give moment for them to really think i think a lot of things are very fantasy based i think a lot of things are very um empty in faith meaning that their faith has not been made complete what makes our faith complete? Again, I'm just speaking to you this morning. What makes our faith complete? The fact that we have a body to our faith. What does that mean? The fact that when James begins to say, or he tries to tell the church again, that it's important that with faith, you have actions. For faith without deeds is dead. So I was thinking about the church. I was thinking of the general response of people in the church. Um, and I think one of the things that separates the nation family, SPAC nation from many other churches is that there's a body to our faith, meaning there's something physical that we're working on as a display of our faith. Most people, 
And again, this morning, I want to speak slowly, um, but I don't want to take your time. And I want to go into mainly one scripture. Any other scripture I bring will just be a supporting scripture, but mainly one scripture. I feel that what happens is that we get into this faith thing. We learn how to speak in tongues. We learn how to quote or finish quoting a certain scripture. We know stories, but we have not sat down to think and say, okay, what is the body that displays my faith? Meaning, what is it that the world can see? Because the body for Noah was the ark he was building. And let me tell you something, that ark was not built in the spiritual. It was something that everyone could see. At some point in David's life, David said that because of your temple, I will seek your prosperity. The temple was something observed by people who were both believers and unbelievers. Where am I going with all of this? If I'm to ask a Tony this morning, what's your body to your faith? Most times, it's only when that question has been asked, do you realize that your faith has been incomplete? If I ask a Tomiwa, what's the body to your faith? What can the world see? What's your message? What do you stand for? You would realize that as an individual, we have failed to think it through. And because of that, what happens is that, and I said to a group of people yesterday that you would see that if you don't get this now, what will happen inevitably is that some of you will grow bitter. You will grow bitter in the faith because you would feel that you've used so much time um, praying, following a leader, um, shouting when everyone else is shouting. And you would think that there's always that day of change coming. But here's the thing. There's no day of change if each day you don't change. If you don't apply certain things to each day, you know, one of the first comments I want to say to you today is, you see your mind is the greatest asset you have. You see the capacity of your mind, what you can take. The ability for you to shut down everything when everything is asking for it to remain alive in you. The ability to shut down every single thing and to think the ability to stay at a point and think and you know is at that moment when you're trying to think that you realize that you don't have the capacity to think because there are many things that has been sown into your mind subconsciously that arises at the time when you want to give your mind focus but you must think i was listening to dave's Santa and Dave's um, um, EP or album, whatever you want to call it. And I was very much, um, it's definitely an album I will speak about. And then as soon as you hear him, my thought was, this individual, don't worry, I'm going all over the place, but I'm speaking to you this morning. I'll get to where I'm going. I was listening to Santa and Dave and thinking to myself that, this guy immediately separates himself amongst the crowd. Heard many people rapping 
or whatever you want to call it. But you see, as for this guy, he has separated himself. And do you know why? The capacity of his mind speaks a deeper message. Are you going to follow me this morning? When you ask what's your body, it can be a physical structure or it can be a clear vision that both the church and the world can observe. So when you hear tracks, I can't remember which one it was now, but there was a certain track that he started to rap and he was talking about the pains. He united all, especially the African mothers, the kind of struggles they go through for the sake of their child. And the moment that his mind was able to conceive a thought of, let me include the cry of a mother. I was sitting in the car along with other people, but immediately all of us were unified because we can say that even though this is not my mother, this sounds like my mother. You see what I want to draw your attention to with that? That's somebody that has gone past saying, let me think of lyrics that just excites people and let me post out a message you see however though we cannot use him to preach because he will be incomplete without a family because when he don't have a family there'll be sometimes that you will compromise the message that you're even saying so let me just leave that for a moment so the mind is is the greatest asset like how much time do you give to thinking and the development of it And why did I make that comment? Because it almost seemed like you just went from one place to another. Because, and let me tell you this, the reason why I'm emphasizing on all of that is because, guess what? The church does not use their mind to do anything. I will hear the excuses of somebody and I just know that somehow their misconception on church has deceived them to thinking that the mind is not required in this walk. I taught you long ago or a few weeks ago about Daniel saying that Daniel was found to having a keen mind and that's the reason why the Holy Spirit can then upon that keen mind give him a wisdom and, and, and interpretation to things that otherwise people could not have. He was a keen mind. Again, what does that mean? If you were listening to me in that word, I can't remember which one it was called now, but I was saying that if you checked, I think I got Ivy to read the definition of keen. And the definition of keen was a highly developed mind. So what did I say? Or what did we take from that? Or what should you have taken from that word? That you see every time we come into this word, guys, and I hope you're all listening to me. Yeah, Every time you come to this word, your attention to this word is meant to develop your mind you know we have constantly heard of stories of noah peter this and that and it almost sounds like storytelling then when we get to um, meetings behind closed doors people say how do you always know what to say and let me tell you something i taught you last week that the word is the first and upholding principle meaning if you attain wisdom from this word you will have wisdom for whatever you are found doing so i go back to my first statement that i don't think 
the most brilliant usually comes to church. I think people of talent comes to church. I think people who have got to the verge of wasting their talent comes to church. I think people who do not have the discipline, and I was saying this to the media team yesterday, the people who do not have the discipline and the self-discipline, and maybe I'll take my time since this morning I'm using it to speak to you guys. There's a difference between discipline and self-discipline. Discipline can be a Chrissy knows that Pastor Enrique is always around her. So there are certain things she would do because there's someone externally to her or external to her that can apply pressure. Self-discipline is a characteristic of those who will become successful. Those who, even without anyone around their shoulders to put pressure on them, they know how to apply discipline to themselves. You see that? Again, black people especially do not have that character. Or if that's a very ignorant comment for me to say, okay, let me stay along where I've seen people in church don't have self-discipline. In front of the main pastor, they can behave anyhow. Behind closed doors, when it's time to study, and the problem is, there's nobody to tell you it's time to study. But when when one should be applying themselves to study, they will sleep. Or they will be busy caring about this person's not talking to me. They give their minds to to mundane things and then they will question and like i've said to you earlier and this is just me starting but as i said to you earlier they would then look to god at a certain time as if this doesn't work but i warn you again that you see this word that we read it required all of you say whatever you want to say if you do not give your whole self to it you cannot have the manifestation or the fruits of this word so you'll realize that actually it's almost even a trap to come into the faith because you cannot be half-hearted god will not move until you enter the place of maturity and that's what i want to speak to you briefly about this morning that it will not be because you are now 20 whatever that God will start making things happen. It will be maturity. Now listen to what I've just said about maturity or what I'm going to say about maturity. Maturity does not necessarily mean the absence of mistakes. Maturity is the understanding of what what one should be doing. A baby does not know what they should be doing and in that we know that it's immature and as far as it's a baby it's accepted but you see an adult that does not know what they ought to be doing and they are waiting we're going to start with Hebrews 5 actually they are waiting for another person to tell them you see that person they they are in danger of remaining exactly as you see them with the deceitful hope that they will become something else Why am I speaking to us like this? Because this is the way God speaks to me. This is the way when I open the Bible, I am not looking for how I can speak to people first. I'm looking at what God is saying to me. And I've realized that upon you, COD, is an age that will separate people. At this current age that we're in, there's not much demand. 
from a tumache in whatever she may be doing to a tomwa in her PA role to an akin in a help um, in the um, role of help that he offers and all of these things let me tell you something in case you're deceived there hasn't been much demand yeah there hasn't been much demand and the new age is going to force certain people to grow but again so that i don't rush into this so let's start with actually so that i don't get into it because today's word is not to rebuke but it's to awaken some so let's start with hebrews chapter 5 from verse 11 we have much to say about this. You remember when I took you into the scripture, but um, because of time, I won't bother going into the explanation in terms of context of this, but it was talking about priesthood. Um, yeah, let me leave it. We have much to say about this. Go on. But it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. What nullifies an individual's ability to even try to understand do you want to hear what I want to give you as an answer to that? Their misconception of faith. What makes someone stop thinking that I'm, you, you know, you know, growing up in church, yeah, you are taught to believe that prayer can be a substitute to thinking. <laughs> then you will remember that there are many people praying let me not insult anybody there are many people praying and i think their life doesn't show i think their life fails to show that there's a god that rewards a person because you can see the most hungry person praying am i saying prayer is wrong i'm saying prayer is incomplete if you do not understand that there's a capacity of thinking that you must have applied to your life. There's a capacity of discipline that you must have applied to your life because there's not going to be a great day of change contrary to what you've been hearing. There's not going to be a day that all of a sudden an idiot becomes a king. It's not possible. What is going to happen is that even for the man as great as Daniel, he must learn the literature and the language of Babylon in order that he may grow thereby and upon that which he has known that which he has come to know God applies wisdom to him God tells him how to use what you have learned God tells him how his mind should function with the things that he is hearing are you listening to me COD so the Bible says that the problem with you that your growth stopped the moment when your misconception of faith nullified, neutralized your ability to think. I look at somebody who once they know they have needs. They have things that they need to sort out. As little as it can be clothes. As little as it can be targets. As little as it can be this or that. And you would realize that the misconception of faith has made that individual, that man, that woman, have no ability to think anymore. They, they say, I don't know what to do. And I'm saying, do you not have an asset? Is there not a commodity in your life called the mind? Is there not a place where you think? Where your situations and... Because let me tell you something. The way God made man, 
their survival instinct is what causes them to see what they could not see at the point when they realize that they are at great need there's some of your brothers that have said that things were not working for you right you were so good at this but all doors seem to be shut and then it was through constant putting pressure on them knowing that i understand that you may not have anything in your hand but there's still a need that you must meet and all of a sudden they saw what they could not see you know some people let me say another make another comment some of you have not actually uh, this is going to be crazy some of you have not actually agreed is that the word i want to use some of you have not actually had conversation long enough with poverty to actually escape it some of you have not got to a place where you realize i have no choice but to make it because poverty has not really dealt with you and sometimes even i can be to blame of that because some people that we should leave them fighting for their life we quickly come and make situations easier for them and they cannot graduate from that level of fight to enter a new realm god forbid i was speaking about the types of people that become successful in this life there's some that through trials and temptations through issues and fights of life they graduate to a place whereby they have they become millionaires you hear the stories of people like elon musk who suffered great um disappointment there was times that he felt that this business was not going to work but he persevered i told you that perseverance is an attribute of a successful man or woman he persevered and he got through but you see there are other people microwave successes people like them who win the lottery you would realize that the great the most frequent story we hear of those who win the lottery is how they lost it do you know why they built no capacity to carry that wealth so when we say that the fortress is to make strong when we say that we are the city of david camp you see your fight it cannot in fact you should make sure that no one interrupts your fight because it's your fight that's going to graduate you to the next level so as i was saying there's some people that have no capacity to think no more and sometimes it's because of even our immature way of leadership if i have to be honest with you because sentiment is a very destructive tool sentiment makes someone feels entitled for special help and it does not work like that in fact if you look at the perfect love of god you would see that it's almost like those that god says he loves most he deals with harder how fair is it for someone like Joseph to suffer prison for however long for something that he's completely innocent of but because he wants to honor God you think of a David who did not ask to become a king but the love of God appointed him as king and all of a sudden he has the whole nation chasing him he has to dwell in caves he has to hide his father and mother and he's constantly fighting for his life is that love yeah is love that's actually true love the fact that i can look at a tomo and say when you're ready to rise you will rise i'm not going to help you the only assistance i can give you is the is what the word is saying that without you cannot make it so i looked at some people and i said that i love you i actually do love you greatly and this is the way i have to speak to myself but i say to some people i actually love this person greatly like no doubt that's i'll be lying 
But if they have the capacity to make it, it's something I, I, I'm being honest, I don't know just yet. And do you know why I say that? Not because I don't want them to make it, but I haven't yet seen their attentiveness to the word. Can I emphasize again that there's no way around this? That it's going to be your due diligence. It's going to be your diligence to the word that will bring you to where you're going to. Again, I'll take you to our main scripture in a moment. It's going to be your due diligence. It's going to be a, can a barrel stick out with the word? Can a Chrissy stick out to the word? And listen to me, there's no sentiment in the world that can make you. We have much to say about this, but it is hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. You see, the capacity of the mind has become dead. And they therefore cannot mature. Verse 12, go on. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers. You're meant to be people that others rely upon now. But once again, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk. Not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk. Being still an infant is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. Did you hear that? Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not yet acquainted with the teaching about righteousness righteousness is God's appointment putting you in the right position you know your faith when we speak about righteousness we we remember that Abraham had faith he believed and it was credited to him as righteousness what God if God is going to credit your account is going to be based on your faith but you see your faith is also based on what you are receiving as word but so that I don't go ahead of myself carry on reading you're going to read this through to the new chapter because it continues but solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained who themselves no so there's teachers that give you the word and there's a level of training that you get from teachers and in case you're confused with this look at the progression of school in this country you start off with teachers who can help you do everything yeah and you have very little homework then as you grow and grow when you get to somewhere like college you realize that you become more of an independent student you go to university you realize that you become an independent student solid food is for the mature who are the mature who by constant use have trained themselves self-discipline is a character that they have implemented in their life they are not waiting for things to change outside of them. So why am I speaking like this? We're about approaching a new age. I said this week, I believe, is going to be a week of fulfillment and good news. But let me tell you something, and let me make it as simple as I can make it. The houses are only but a sign of the new age we're entering. The houses, let me say this again, the houses themselves mean nothing. But they are only an indication of a new age. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good and evil from evil. Read for me chapter 6 verse 1. Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ. Did you see that? So the charge for us today is let us therefore move past 
let us move past the elementary teachings of Christ carry on reading and be taken forward to maturity Hebrews chapter 6 sir okay not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God instruction about cleansing rites the laying on of hands the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment and God permitting we will do so and God permitting we will do so why do I emphasize that scripture so when I say to people that I don't trust people it's not that I'm looking for their downfall it's also not me trying to be rude it's just that as I'm growing I'm realized that only one can do in the capacity of what they allow God to do through them for it is he who works in us both to will and to do but that is based on how much you give entry to God in your life you're going to see where I'm going with all of this it's going to be based on how much you allow God in your life and like I said most people not you see watching a pastor Toby has just made me desire a relationship with God much more that's the truth just looking at pastor Toby makes me even know how to pursue a relationship with God but anyway let me leave that therefore let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity I would ask you to underline that be taken forward allow yourself to be taken forward this morning COD to the place of maturity but jump to verse 4 look at what it says it is impossible for those who have been once who have once been enlightened who have tasted the heavenly gift who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. To their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again. Now, let me read this again so that we don't forget this as we progress forward this morning. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened. You know, when light is shed or if, if light shines on something, it's in order for you to be able to do something with it. How do I say this now? God shows you so that you can know what to do. So the Bible says it is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shed in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age meaning that whatever we're about to enter there has been indications of it that you're not paying attention to and the powers of not this age but of the coming age let me tell you let me help to describe this so i see a person who in their own mind they would have thought if i'm going to grow to a place whereby i can bring 40k a month yeah their minds or the power of this age would have told them they would have had to have a good career that somehow blossoms and gets there or this age can tell them if depending where they grew up from they would say that they have to go and do drugs for example or this whatever ill-gotten means but the powers of this coming age is things like we're about to enter an age and the powers of that coming age is all of a sudden you see somebody that a few months ago was probably on zero 
but they kept responding to what leadership had to say to them. They kept hearing the word. And in their heart, there was a growing, uh, should I go ahead? There was a growing responsibility. Let me just leave it like that. There's a growing responsibility for them to meet what is coming. You see all of that. That's the powers not of this age, but of what's coming. So right now, my life or some people's life does not need the expense of, let's say, 50K or more. But if someone starts to have that burden in their life, for example, it's because in the coming age, that's what their expenses will look like. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? So certain indications start to pull. When we look at a law house, for example, there's certain things that indicate. So a law house can become a brand that's all over the place. But you see, what happened was a power of a coming age. Anyway, you will understand me in a moment. But it says, verse 6, And who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance to, to their loss, they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. You remember verse 7, right? A famous scripture. Read it for me. Go on. Land that drinks in the rain often fallen on it and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed receives the blessing of God. You know, you've read this many times. I will beg you, if you really do want to see a change in your life, maybe take that scripture and go and think about it today. Land that drinks in the rain often falling on it and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed receives the blessing of God. You see the heart that constantly receives the word. Constantly receives the word. But then you see, the more that the word is being spoken to the heart of um, um, Paris, God is watching if that heart can produce something. If that heart can produce in accordance to what is being said, that heart will be blessed. Please, can you take note of that this morning? Verse 8, go on. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. Would you also underline this verse? Because the main scripture that I'm taking you to, you would understand this a bit more. But land that produces thorns and thistles is what? Worthless. You know, God is not talking about lands here. He's talking about hearts, right? In the same house, the flow of God's word can keep coming. But there are two different people. I've been saying this to you. There's the heart that will eventually, God is watching as I'm speaking. It's like an experiment. He keeps speaking, speaking, and he's saying, okay, will this heart produce? If it can produce, it will be blessed. does this sound familiar at all to you okay so you know god gets to a place or christ gets to a place and he says you can do nothing without me and he says that the branch that produces fruits will be pruned so that it can be it can bring about more fruits now when it says verse a but land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger if you've been hearing the things I've been saying to you so far this morning, you can make up your mind, yeah? Because whenever the Bible says is in danger, the fact that it says is in danger, there's actually a space of redemption for it. 
there's a chance for it to realize its danger and then change its ways. Because the land does not produce fruits because, or does not produce crop that is useful because it produces thorns and thistles. Again, I'm repeating this so that you can understand me when we move to our next verse or our next scripture. But land that produces, why does it not produce fruits, Tony? Because it produces fawns and fistles. And what the Bible says as a result of that is worthless. God looks at a man and says that because of what this person produces, as I've been observing them, this person is only but useless. They are worthless. Because of what, what they are producing, there's no longer a value placed to them. Because what God, if God is going to value Frank, it's going to be based on if he can produce crop that is useful for him. I don't think you understand what I'm saying, but you get there. But land that produces fawns and fistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. Everything will come to absolute nothing. Are you ready for the word then? Let's go to Luke 8. I want to talk to you about the parable of the sower. Mm. You see this parable of the sower, Christ eventually said that if you do not understand this parable, how would you understand any other parable? It was also upon this parable that Christ made it known to the disciples that there are some people that it's been given the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom. I've said to you before that this is the parable of all parables. I've said to you before that when the Bible begins to emphasize, when the Bible begins to say things like, it's upon you that you have been given the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom, it means that God wants to do a work with you. But one thing I don't want you to ever forget is that uh, remember that as we read the scripture and we're about to read it, you will know that the 12 were with him. Meaning that Judas was also there. The secrets of the kingdom of God was also given to him. But what you would do with what you hear is still up to you. And because of that, the results you will have in your life is still up to you. Again, why am I speaking to you like this? Where I'm going, I haven't even touched it. But where I'm going with all of this or why I'm speaking to you like this is because there's a call for maturity in us. Maturity in knowing how to handle your life. Maturity in knowing what you ought to be doing per time. That's the core. And let me tell you, as far as God is recognized as a father, it's more the reason why you will not have if you're not mature because fathers will not give you something that, know, that they know would only destroy you. If I had time, I would have taken you again to Psalm 78 when the Bible says that the men of Ephraim had tools, they had swords and all of these things, but in the day of battle, they retreated. And the Bible goes on to tell us the reason because they had forgotten the, the covenant. They had failed to keep the covenant. What am I trying to emphasize? And I've been emphasizing this in person to you about two or three times. The point with that scripture is that 
men do not advance because of what they have in their hands, but what they have kept in their heart. You don't fight because you have tools. Someone will say that I will be a better follower if I have more money. Or I will do what I need to do if there's more tools. It doesn't work like that. It's a covenant thing. And I'm going to show you from this scripture why I've had to say that to you. Because there's a certain type of growth that God is looking for. Let's read first from the TPT. Chapter 8 verse 1. Luke chapter 8 verse 1. Let's read together. Please get out your Bibles together so you can see that this is not Pastor Obi's opinion. But rather these are the words of God. Go on. Soon soon afterwards, Jesus began a ministry tour throughout the country, visiting cities and villages to announce the wonderful news of God's kingdom. His 12 disciples traveled with him. His 12 disciples, again, take note of that. His 12 disciples traveled with him. But who else traveled with him? Go on. As did a number of women who had been healed of many illnesses and set free from demonic power. Mm. One of the women was Mary, who was from the village of Medala, from whom Jesus had cast out seven demons. Among the women were Susanna and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, who managed King Herod's household. Many other women who supported Jesus' ministry from their own personal finances also traveled with him. You see the scripture, maybe if God helps us to recover the ability to think, allow conversation to carry on with the words that God is sharing with us. I want you to look at that scripture and notice that when God says that prostitutes and tax collectors will enter the kingdom before you you know he was not speaking about a future moment you know he was speaking about what's happening already no you don't understand me yet okay let's break this down guys who has the ears of the world musicians how often do you see musicians in church very few right what happened in the days of Christ? Christ did a tour around cities, villages, and the country. Christ was roaming around. What was Christ's core? One day, a woman came to him. Please, I, I'm not speaking deeply. Just hear me. Like, think. Bring your mind and heart here. One day, Christ saw a woman. This woman was a Samaritan or or no it wasn't a Samaritan it was a woman that um, wherever she was from anyway and what happened was that she asked please can you help me and for you to know the story that I'm talking about um, Christ said it's not lawful or it's not right for me to give take the food from the children and give it to dogs and she said in return but even dogs eat the crumbs that fall off the table and Christ said, I have not seen such great faith in the whole of Israel. Oh, I hope you hear me with this. Do you know what Christ said there? The work that people who are seen secular, yeah, they will understand kingdom before those who seem to be following. So let's take for instance, 
A certain rapper looks at Pastor Toby. Morally bad people. Morally, they're still saying whatever they have to say. But once they see a Pastor Toby, they say, I want to contribute 20K towards this equilibrium thing. People who we will regard as do not have the chance to enter will enter before. Why did I say this? Consider when you have the time to think. What would the women with illnesses look like in that day? Remember there are laws like if someone is sick, it's not you'll be called unclean if you're even touched by them. Women that were set from demonic power, what does that look like? Mary Madeline was one that was casted out with seven demons, was casted out of her. What would she look like in this day and age? What I'm trying to show you from this scripture was that as Christ was getting into the place of speaking the greatest parable, what was happening was the functions of the kingdom. Where people outside will get into the kingdom than those who are close. Because their faith is complete. Anyway, many women, other women who supported Jesus' ministry from their own personal finances also traveled with him. My question is, how did the followers, those that were following Christ, how did they not receive or how did they not attain this position? I can't let go of the fact that PT showed us one day, because maybe many of us are forgetful here, so I'll remind us. The day that PT looked at um, Mary and said that, I remember that day I was in service and I remember for a while he was on his laptop checking something and he's, he, for a while he paused. Then he came back and spoke and said, I just wanted to confirm something. And he said, did you know that Mary was called like the apostles of the apostles? And when you check scripture and John you would see that with everything, who did God show himself? Who did the resurrected Christ show himself first to? The woman who was secular. Chapter, verse 4, carry on. Massive crowds gathered from many... Dorian, when you think about everything I've said, you will understand what I'm trying to say to you. Massive crowds gathered, go on. From many towns to hear Jesus. Yeah. And he taught them using metaphors and parables such as this. A farmer went out to sow seeds for a harvest. As he scattered his seeds, some of them fell on the hard pathway and were quickly trampled down and unable to grow and became nothing but bird seed. Some fell on the gravel and though they sprouted, they couldn't take root. It withered for lack of moisture. Other seeds fell where there was nothing but weeds. They too were unable to grow to full maturity for the weeds choked them out. Yet some of the seeds fell into good fertile soil and they grew and flourished until they produced more than a, than a hundredfold harvest, a bumper crop. Then Jesus added, shouting out to all who would hear, listen with your heart and you will understand. Later, his disciples came to him privately. I, I love how it says there, maybe you should underline this as an instruction for any time you hear the word it says listen with your heart and you will understand so let me tell you what that means you see like this morning yeah let me just give an example this morning yeah 
you can be here because you feel that you have to. Not because you want to, but because you have to. Now you see, because of that, you'll be listening with your head and you won't understand. Listening with your heart means that you really do want to know what he has to say. Again, he's speaking about the parable of all parables. I'm speaking about maturity though. He's speaking about the parables of all parables. And I thank God for this translation because it tells us how to understand what God has to say. Remember that you ought to be teachers by now, but you no longer try to understand. How do you understand the words of God? Listen with your heart. Draw near to God in your heart. Many people draw near with their lips, but their hearts are far. And these are days that will be, it will be recorded of them that they have a form of godly, godliness, but deny the power thereof. That their conduct will nullify their claim on faith. So look at what it says. It says, listen with your heart and you will understand. It's, it's sure if you listen with your heart, you will understand. But carry on reading. This is still not where I'm going. Where I'm going to is the meaning of the parable. But carry on reading. Go on. Later, his disciples came to him privately to ask what deeper meaning they could find in this parable. He said, you have been given a teachable heart to perceive the secret hidden mysteries of God's kingdom realm. But to those without a listening heart, my words are merely stories. Even though they have eyes, they are blind to the true meaning of what I say. Mm. And even though they listen, they won't receive full revelation. Okay, so this came from Isaiah. I'm saying everything intentionally. This came from Isaiah one day. Isaiah 1 to chapter 6, he had been a prophet. But in chapter 6, God cleansed him. You would hear, remember when the fire coals was put on his lips and he was cleansed before God. And then God said, who shall I send? Who will believe our report? And Isaiah volunteered himself. He said, send me. And the first message that God gave Isaiah was um, speak. And he was like, those who have ears will not be able to hear. And all of these things, what you've seen quoted here. It's interesting to see that that was the first message of the prophet. It's also interesting to see that that's what Christ would speak as the most, to end the parable of all parables. Do you know how, what I'm trying to say to you? He sealed and confirmed what will naturally happen. That when God speaks his word, there will be some that will hear. There will be others who never decided to hear with their hearts. And because of that, they will never hear. Now, I've said all of that to now get to my main point. I need you to keep what I've just said in, in your heart. If you do care to hear, you will hear. If you don't care to hear, you will never hear. Why am I stressing this? I'm only creating witness for tomorrow. God forbid that anyone don't make it. But that it will be known by us all that God was trying to warn us and warn us. He was trying to call our attention to his word. Trying to call our affections and our hearts to him. Now look at what verse 11 says. Let's, let's really get into this. Here then. Is the deeper meaning to my parable. The word of God is what? The, it's the seed that is sown into hearts. The word of God is the seed that is sown into the heart. 
oh God, and hope you hear me now. The word of God is the seed. What the parable was showing was God was trying to sow his word. For you to understand where I'm going, when a farmer sows the seed of an orange, what is he hoping to see? An orange, right? He's not hoping to see a beautiful land. He wouldn't really care what becomes of the land. It's just that what he would love of that land is that it's able to produce the crop useful for him. Here then is the deeper meaning to the parable. The word of God is the seed that is sown into hearts, yeah? The hard pathway represents the hard hearts of those who hear the word of God. But the slanderer quickly snatches away what was sown in their hearts to keep them from believing and experiencing salvation. Should I tell you one thing that God's trying to show us here? God is so hopeful that he sows his word everywhere. The Bible, Christ already tells us the type of hearts he recognizes that he will be speaking to. He says to the hard heart, the hard hearted, yeah, or the one with the hardened heart, I will still speak to them. But you see, the problem is that I will be a witness to them. He says that the hard pathway represents the hard hearts of those who hear the word of God, but the slanderer quickly snatches away what was sown in their hearts to keep them from believing and experiencing salvation you see what happens is that the person that has a hard heart finds it difficult to believe because there's a slandering voice in their ear it belittles if i had time i would have taken you to isaiah 66 where pt started the whole word yesterday where he says that god will show favor to those who tremble at the word they cannot belittle it the word i gave the media team yesterday was who dares despise small beginnings i spoke to you about this word before small naturally the word is small it seems small to you today who dares despise what the word has to say who dares despise if it's cooking that you have to do right now who dares despise because the person that despises, the bible says he who frowns when the beginning of the building starts will celebrate when the last block is planted meaning that you see it's not in the person that builds the truth is it will be built anyhow now you see this work called cod and nation family irrespective of the individual it will be built when god includes you it's because he wants you to be blessed thereby but again look at what he says he says quick, quickly snatches away what was sown in their hearts to keep them from believing and experiencing salvation the seeds go on falling on gravel represents those who initially respond to the word with joy these people initially respond to the word with joy have you ever been the person that heard the word and before you've understood it you've started shouting we remember the days of being in first day services and PT will be saying all kinds of things and you're, you're hitting your leg, you're shouting, you're saying, oh my God, as he's speaking, you're speaking in tongues. You see the excitement, the joy. But guess what stopped that person from manifesting the full picture of what they should be? Because they had no root in themselves. That's what the Bible is about to say. They had no root in themselves. They responded in joy. They, respond, they responded with excitement. They were enthusiastic. They, they had joy a part of them, but they were not serious. Oh God, help me with this. They were people that were full of joy. They, they, they are outward people. 
internally nothing though no let's read it again I'm not going to rush this part because there's something that God said I should tell you on those who are going to be the ones blessed tomorrow people like mainstay group are going to be those blessed tomorrow yeah, yeah you've heard me say that people like mainstay group are those that are going to be blessed tomorrow but carry on reading verse 13 read it again the seas falling on gravel represents those who initially respond to the word with joy so are we saying that it's wrong to respond to the word with joy no but here's the problem but soon afterward what when a season of difficulty and harassment of the enemy comes to them they wither and fall away they wither and fall away why for they have no root in the truth they have no root in the truth and their faith is temporary it's temporary your faith is meant to endure your faith is meant to be with patience your faith is meant to be something that is immovable. But look at what the Bible says about the third group. The seeds. This is my main point. Verse 14 is my main point today. Go on. The seeds that fall into the weeds represents the hearts of those who hear the word of God. But the growth is quickly choked off. Okay, so I know you're my Bible reader. I love it. Now read verse 14 very slowly because I need those of us in here and those of us listening to hear this. Go on. The seeds that fall into the weeds. The seeds. Remember what the seed is. What's the seed? The word of God, right? The seeds that fall into the weeds represent what? The hearts of those who hear the word of God. These are the hearts of those who hear the word of God. What are you doing right now? You're receiving the word of God. You're hearing it. But look at the problem. But the growth is quickly choked off by their own anxious cares. Did you hear that? Their growth has been stunted. Their growth is quickly choked off by what? Their own anxious cares. What stops the maturity of somebody? Their own thoughts. Their own cares. What they occupy themselves with. This is what stunts the growth. So when God started to say, Pastor Obi, when he started to lay it in my heart that your next level is requiring a new level of maturity, he says that what is going to be an obstacle to you, it's the things that you isolate yourself with, your own anxious cares. These were not the anxious cares of the family. These were your own. You know, when you say, I, oh, I hate what I have. I, I don't have clothes. I, I hate the way people see me. I, people think I should be nice and I'm not nice. You know, the problem is, is that you're isolating yourself amongst a family. You're isolating and that's what stops your growth. But so that I don't confuse you, please read it once more. Because you see, there's something more than your growth that God is looking for. But carry on, go on. This Open that for me, please. The seeds that fall into the weeds represents the hearts of those who hear the word of God, but the growth is quickly choked off by their own anxious cares. The riches of this world. The riches of this world, yeah? And the fleeting pleasures of the this life. The passing pleasures of this life. This is what quickly chokes off the growth. Now, what am I trying to show you from here? I said to you, if someone sows the seed of an orange, what are they actually trying to see? Oranges, right? This is the instruction for our new age. And this is the reason why I've gone all the way around 
to tackle little pockets of things. The instruction for this new age is that what God is looking for in Chrissy is not how much money she makes. Because you see, if she, after hearing the instruction I gave you as an individual, if you go and pursue that, you've already lost your way. Each house, and this is a word for COD, each house from the exchange to influence to prosperity to fortress to storehouse to all the houses, yeah, you are to have targets. But here's the problem. What usually pisses an individual? The pursuit of riches. So the confusion lies that, God, do you want us to pursue wealth or not? And then God shows us from this scripture that I don't want you pursuing wealth. Wealth is meant to come subsequent to something. And then I learned something. And what I'm saying here is very simple. We're going to read this in the voice after. But it's very simple what I'm about to say. And I hope COD hears me. God is, does not have intentions to prosper you as Anna. Do you know what God wants to prosper? his message it's the growth of the message that God is looking for so when I said that people like mainstay group are those who are going to be blessed should they continue is this they pledge their allegiance to the message do you know what kind of people are going to grow financially the people who have made up in their minds that whatever I'm doing is to help the growth of God's message God could not care less if you have a million or you have zero. What he's looking for is people who can pledge their allegiance to his message. So once more, it says the seeds that fall into the weeds represent the hearts of those who hear the word of God, but their, their growth is quickly choked off. Why is this guy moving this thing for me? Please read it for me. I don't know. Did I but the growth is quickly choked off by their own anxious cares. The riches of this world and the fleeting pleasures of this life. This is why they never become mature and fruitful. Their growth was intercepted by their own desires. Their growth was intercepted by their own cares. Their growth was intercepted by their own um, worries. The Bible says, be anxious of nothing. But in all things with prayer and peti um, petition and thanksgiving, make your request known to God. That's what the Bible says. But be anxious for nothing. The Bible says that this is the reason why they never become mature and fruitful. Because they stunted the growth of the message in their life. So do you know what I realized? You can try to wear clothes like PT, but it won't work for you. Do you know why? Pastor Toby is not trying to be wealthy Pastor Toby now is the message and it's God's duty to prosper his message do you know what God said to me in your next level of growth and I'll share this with you he says become more of the message understand this so sometimes I tell people to do things and they want to know why sometimes just do what I ask you to do so someone say oh why do you want that video I said I want the first 10 minutes of yesterday because PT began to emphasize on what the message of the nation is he couldn't care less if the world starts looking at us and seeing us as who we are there's a message God wants to advance this message so you see what I'm doing 
as we are getting ready to enter because God has emphasized this strongly and the people that don't hear this what will happen is that you will fade away for others to rise the new houses are not for us to become more comfortable the new houses are only a sign of a new age and what is God looking for for our, our maturity what is God looking for he's looking for the growth if in a basola the message that she's hearing she will grow the seed that fell into good fertile soil represents what? Those lovers of truth who hear it deep within their hearts. Yeah. They respond by clinging to the word, keeping it dear as they endure all things in faith. This, this is the seed that will one day bear much fruit in their lives. Underline that also. This is the seed. Remember the scripture started off with telling us that the seed is the word. So like I said, it's not Paris that's going to bear much fruit in her life. It's the growth of the message in her. Yeah, so what you don't understand is that if your mind still has, if in your heart, if a basola in her heart still wants to become someone that people know, it will be that very anxious care that will stunt the growth in her life. Why God separated her from the world was because he said that you are a holy instrument to me. Meaning that your endeavors and your life pursuits are not for a basola, they are for God. Why am I saying this? Why am I emphasizing this? God's about to put a lot of money in certain people's hands. But the testing is for you to know if that is for you or if it's for the advancing of God's message. This is the seed that will one day bear much fruit in their lives. You see that the seed is separated from their life. So what do you have to fight for now? The growth of God's word in your life. The growth of the message in your life. That's what you have to fight for. Listen to me carefully, COD. You will not prosper by working hard. You will not prosper by being very skillful. You'll prosper according to the understanding and the growth of the message within you. So when somebody starts to see growth in their life and they realize that now I'm making 100k a month, it's not for me to go and start parading like I am somebody. All of it is because it's attributed to the message. The Bible says to us, Colossians 1 verse 15, it says that all things were made for him if God gives you a house now it's for the message it's for the word until you understand this what will happen is that you will be hopeful for a day your misconception of your faith in God is going to be so that one day you can be known as a celebrity if you're going to be known as a celebrity if you ever touch that realm Beryl it's going to be because God knows you understand the message that the reason why you're now a celebrity is because it will somehow advance the message. If God knows your heart is not there, you will never be. Because God is not going to allow you to be destroyed. Voice, let's read that quickly and I'll let you go. While a From verse 11, please. Here's the interpretation. The voice of God. The voice of God, yeah falls on human hearts yeah. like seeds scattered across a field. Some people hear that message, but the devil opposes the liberation that would come to them by believing. 
So he swoops in and steals the message from their hard hearts like birds stealing the seeds from the footpath. Others receive the message enthusiastically, but the vitality is short-lived because the message cannot be deeply rooted in their shallow hearts. In, in the, the heat, heat of, of temptation, tempt their faith withers like the seeds that sprouted in gravelly soil. You know what happens in the heat of temptation? Their faith withers. This is what stops them from growing. This is what stops them from producing crop useful for the farmer. Because their faith is needed to endure. Anyway, you're going to see it. And the third group, verse 14. Here's the message. But as time passes, the, the daily, daily anxieties, yeah? The pursuit of wealth. The pursuit of wealth, yeah? And life's addicting delights. Outpace what? The growth of the message in it their heart. It outpaces what is God trying to grow in a Tony? It's his message. What is God trying to grow? So as you've been in the nation three, five, two years, whatever, what God is trying to do in you is to grow the message because if that message matures in you, then he has to prosper you because of the message. It is the message that prospers. If I had time, I'll start to tell you about the robe of Christ. You'll start to see when they saw the revelation of Christ, they said that there was a gold sash around his chest. It was speaking about the wealth that is given to the message. The wealth that's given to the word. So listen, everything I'm saying with you, go back and think about it and think about Pastor Toby. Maybe because I'm close, at, physically I mean, I'm sometimes around him, not necessarily closer. But look at this. I realize that PT has no allegiance with anyone other than the message. A Pastor Mariam has to become a message for him to agree with her. A pastor Sam has to be a message. So why? how has Pastor Sam grown to a place where he prospers? Is it because he's the most brilliant businessman? No. The aging and maturity of the message in him. A pastor Sam can set a target and he's not thinking of a separate life. So I said to people that the only people that are going to be evidences of a blessing in this work of the blessing of this work or the power that raises people in this work are people who have given themselves totally to the message you see what i'm speaking and emphasizing on today it's a call for you to listen and check your heart because if there's still an idol of being anything other than the message there god can't god cannot give you but there are some who are going to say the reason why I'm even doing trade and family is because I need to find a way to push this message more. I dare you, look at what I'm about to say. This is recorded, right? I dare you to give yourself a couple, like just give yourself time to think. How can I contribute to the advancement of the message? Don't worry about your family. Don't worry about your life. Don't worry about what you will wear, what you will eat. Just have in mind that if I'm doing something, it's for the advancement of the work. Guess what you start to see? People will come your way. Ideas will come. And opportunities to create finances will also come. Because what God wants to prosper is the growth of his message. Are you listening to me? What God wants to prosper is the growth of the message. So God knows the people who has the concern of his message in them or not. And it's according to that, that you will prosper. So someone will say, no, that's, that's not true. The scripture says, I have plans for you to prosper and to be of good health. Go and check the scripture who you were speaking to. Most likely they were the prophet. Do you know what a prophet is? A message. 
We speak as Zion, not as a man. We consciously don't think of him as a man. We think of him as scripture, a message. God prospers a message. Abraham got to a place whereby the message about him was the setting up of God's eternal family. So God had to prosper him because there was a message around him. Why? God's trying to tell a message. And how would he tell the message? If you prosper, if you decorate something, it will draw the attention of people to that. No, so your wealth is meant to draw their attention to the message. So you see, Pastor Toby, he will not wear or drive the car to random places. Wherever people see him, they will see the message of youth or young people who can rise and lead a generation. People who can prosper and love God. That's the message. So I hope a law house understands because yesterday I was sitting down thinking and I was writing something to them. And I hope you do know that to stay at the top is going to take a lot more work than getting up there. There are others that went before you, but you led the way. Now, what do you do? As far as you keep it that if this is our target by the end of the month, it's to somehow push the message. Then what will God do? He will keep honoring and and, and prospering that camp but a person that allows things to be stunted by their daily anxiety so what is our fight our fight is the things we battle in our mind the thing that obstructs what God wants to do in you God cannot care about how you feel God has sown a seed onto that field because he wants to see the growth of it a third group let me round up with this go on a third group hears the message, but as time passes, the daily anxieties, the pursuit of wealth, and life's addicting delights outpace the growth of the message in their hearts. Mm. Even if the message blossoms and fruit begins to form, the fruit never fully matures because the thorns choke out the plant's vitality. What happened to thorns? So again, it's just because of time, but I told you to take note of Hebrews 6. When the Bible says that the land that produces thorns and thistles. So you see what land or what kind of person is in danger of an end which is just fire to be burnt. The person whose life keeps producing worries. The person whose actions, thoughts are determined by their worries. Someone isolates themselves because they feel like they don't like how someone spoke to them that's the person in danger because what God is trying to plant in you is deeper than how you feel do you understand what I'm saying to you it's deeper than what you feel the land that produces thorns and thistles are in danger these are they that are in danger now what is God saying to us he says that you should be anxious for nothing worry about nothing the only thing you should be thinking of is am I rightly nurturing the growth of the word in me after all these years do you understand what pastor toby represents because until then you cannot grow you cannot prosper yet god wants to prosper people god wants to send out into the world many examples of this message so i realize and let me tell you how i've been training myself i know already the kind of reception we will get when we have nice cars, when we have nice houses, 
I already know from even within the camp the the push for people to the push from people to say oh become someone on social media I already know it and are they doing bad things no the thing is for me to remain what God needs me to be I need to keep looking at that message face to face knowing that my only allegiance is to the message pastor Obi would not care if he becomes a successful person or not is if I can become an instrument to advance the growth of God's word. Moses and David saw it that the whole glory of God will fill the earth as the waters covers the seas. It's only been the advancement of God's message that has caused God to honor certain men. So don't get caught up with the things you're battling daily. So what is our call of maturity? The union of fight therefore. You see, when we get into the houses now, what it cannot be. So this is why I've said all of this, to mobilize you. The issue is now, when we go into the house of influence, what we must not see now is many individuals. Because what makes an, an individual, when God saw the lonely, he set them in families. What happens in families, in proper families? You are told legacy. You are told vision. You are told goals. You cannot say I want to be an artist when your destiny of the household is to be a banker like the Medici family. You are told what you are to do. Now what will isolate somebody in a house? If we move into houses now, what will isolate somebody is their own anxieties, their own cares. Meaning that someone just cares about if I look good. They isolate themselves with their own feelings. When we go to the houses, do you know what it must be? It must be teams that can sit down for endless hours thinking how do we advance our reach to souls how do we advance our reach of providing financial instrument or influence or help to the man of God pastor Toby to advance this message so I was speaking to pastor Ben yesterday and I was like this is the target for the HQ and the reason why they, it will make sense for me to double what, we're, what we have to do is rent so if our rent is 15k for example it will make sense to do 30k as a target but why did i say 50 because i don't want the biggest drive in the house to be towards the covering of rent i want it to still be the push of the messenger it still has to be that's the faithfulness that's what's going to cause us to grow financially that we look at a pastor toby and we're thinking okay there's everything now if we're not careful let me help you the more you grow up in life the more anxieties build up in your life. When you didn't have a child, you will not have a care for a child and quote. But when you have a child, you now start thinking, oh, the child don't have things to wear. They're looking at Gucci stuff for a child and thinking, where's the child taking it to? You start worrying about these things. You start worrying about things that are mundane. Now, why am I saying all of this to you? The issue is, I already know that the trap of moving to a better house or moving into Pastor Ben now leads the house or Pastor Enrique now leads the house or any other houses. The trap of it is that that becomes your level of comfort. What destroys the growth of a person? Complacency. So when I'm looking into the house, the thing is, hey, this is our house target to cover rent, but we still need to be bringing now. We have to set a new target. There's no, listen to me, God forbid that you set a new target. You've not paid rent before and now your new target is based on rent. Uh -uh. what it has to be is that okay we've moved into a new house but as we've leveled up in rent I have to level up in what the house produces as seed 
The people that God prospers are those who keep their heart and mind on the advancement of the message. That's maturity. So that's why I said to you, that's not saying you won't make mistakes. That's just saying that your heart concern is that, listen, if David asks for water in the Philistines camp, I know it's for the promotion of this message. So I have to. You will start to worry about your safety afterwards because God will protect you because he knows that what you're looking for is the advancement of this message. Are you listening to me, COD? It's a time for us to mature. So in the houses, you have seen many individuals. And I'm being honest now. You can see in Prosperity House, there's this individual. This person cannot come downstairs once to listen to service because they're in a house and they think they have a way and they have a thought for themselves. I'm saying to you, you don't understand that God set the lonely in, in families. There's a goal as a group that you must achieve. So that's what I'm saying. Yesterday I was looking at one of the brothers and I was saying, if this is how you're going to be in the house of influence, I fear for influence. I said, I fear if that's the way you're going to be because you must understand that now, listen, COD, do you understand my stress this morning that God needs us to understand that you see where we're going. We cannot move back. We're moving forward. We're moving past elementary truths to maturity. But you see at that place of maturity, imagine a father that cannot meet responsibility. That's a danger to the whole family. So when we're moving into the new houses, only as signs of this new age, it's a matter of understanding that we have a reason why there's an low house. There's a reason why there's a storehouse. There's a reason why there's a residuum. There's a reason why there's what you're doing. It's not for us to be self, to have self gain. It's because we want to see the advancement of this message. So you see, the way you've been given, you realize that you've still been given as individuals. That's why when we ask for when the seed is coming in, you, it's still at the end of the month. No, when your mind becomes caught up with saying, I need to find a way to advance this message. Pastor Toby now needs to reach Europe. Pastor Toby needs to, and let me tell you why that's important. Because you see what happens is that you advance the person that carries the message. And what happens, you advance them to a realm where they now have to commit to you the message. If I had time, I'll take you to when Paul committed the message to Timothy. Timothy will have to prosper because of the message. So what I want you to hear in everything I've said, what I'm drilling to you today is that everything we become is because of the message. Whatever we have is because of the message. It's not because I want to be someone. So if someone sees me in a G-Wagon, you know, I, I couldn't care less. But it's because we're pushing certain messages. Until then, guys, you cannot prosper. So I start, I go back to the initial point. Now, this is the reason why you have to reactivate that faculty of the mind that allows there to be thinking. Because you now need to think closely about this message. So as you are fighting in the music world, it's good. But you have to be thinking, I need to find a way to carry that message there. If not, what does God need another singer for? But God wants to raise you. But it has to be that you have in mind that message. If you're doing a one take, it's somehow, how would this provide gain for the message? That's the thought you should be thinking. I said it, it's recorded. Go and sit with a person. Sit with at least one person and begin to think, how can I, how can we help push this message 
and see if because God does not work in when you're 23 that's when I'm going to bless you but see if in a couple months you won't just walk into certain things that always existed let me tell you the truth of um of the garden of eden and i won't even bother trying to go into other things the garden of eden the setup of there being rivers that flow that has gold in it do you know the message that god was trying to tell us there that the channels of finances exist before you meaning that you don't have to recreate something you just need to be connected and what already exists is, exists as a channel of wealth will connect with you if they can trust that you will be an advancement of the message. What is one of God's greatest messages? His family. Are you listening to me, COD? His family. That's what we're pushing out there, that there's God's family here on earth. And if we can make that, so you can imagine me as a leader when any, if I can, the truth is I can be in a position where I can call for many things. I have to check my heart. For every little thing, I have to check my heart. Will this advance the message? So, this week, when God starts to bring good news, when doors start to open for you, when things that seemed hard becomes easy, and you start to see it through, I want you to know that it's not because you are smart. It's not because you are skillful. It's because God wants to push a message. Now, if you are to enter that next level of wealth and commitment and entrustment, it's going to be can he trust you as a vessel that's going to allow growth for his message? What stunts the growth of the message? Everything to do with you as an individual. The daily anxieties. The pursuit of wealth. And life's addicting delights. Read that verse 14 in many translations. Amplified, amplified classic. You'll be shocked. What holds back a person? their own desires the deceitfulness of what they feel like they can be a young lady looks at her her image and she just pursues making her image look better it's more than that i was looking at some people the other day and i was thinking you do know that all of this is going to rot away in time god help you if this is all you relied on i believe strongly that god wants to prosper this house greatly I believe that God wants to bring a lot of wealth, a lot of finances. I believe that in a short while, there will be many people that will come and look for you. They will look for you, Beryl. They will look for you, Chrissy. They will look for you, Tony. But the people that God is going to advance are those that, and I don't care what, how small it looks, what, how small it looks what you're doing right now. If you can just have in mind that as little as I can provide, I want to help push this message you will prosper because God does not prosper the body he prospers the message so your wealth will be subsequent to your attitude towards the message do you understand these things this week we have a drive as you know we're still driving towards the souls um, like I said to you it, 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 will sh it will be a big difficulty for me if I have to keep reminding us on winning souls because I don't remind you to breathe. Do you understand? I don't remind you to breathe. Yeah, my stress is speaking the word. But that word should produce a certain attention to the work. So we've got the soul drives. And you do know that COD must be the family that comes with the most souls. That's not even a competition. Let me tell you what that is. It's destiny. We were called to be the outreach of the nation. So everything we do must mirror that. 
we have this week don't be the person that comes with excuses with the sowing of your seed don't be that's your way that might be your little or only way right now to contribute into the message so take responsibility mature and allow there to be that push of the message so go back to the teams or whoever and make it known that the day that you're bringing your contribution i say these things because again we're getting to a place where play has to you know as you mature you begin to give more of a restriction to your your um your playtime right because you know that there's a need for things to be done let me also say this as closing comments actually because i feel like i felt it since saturday to be able to speak to you like really just speak to you not really do the preaching thing today let me say this to you grow in your mind so when i made the comment uh, the comment of dave earlier it's not just i think someone was saying was it you that said that he went to your school who was it primary school and from then you was able to say that he was the smartest in my class the world is for the mind are you listening to what i'm saying to you you see hench people you hardly see very very hench people yeah very very successful unless their career has to require the henchness so you see only um dwayne johnson but that's because he was a wrestler what i'm trying to say is when the bible says that bodily exercise profit little yeah it 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 brings value but what's more is the development of your mind so honestly as encouragement do you know what I've, i've said this to the hq the ones that we're moving into you should be looking for courses that helps develop the mind because you see someone leaves school and thinks that's the end of learning for me what is how what you have tomorrow is going to be dependable on the way your mind functions i'm not asking for you to be the smartest person but when your mind is developed you will know help when you can you when you see help you will know help when your mind is not constantly put under the under the strain of development you will miss things that is for your development so go and exercise your mind another thing i want you to say please and i say this to the women more so stop complaining you think you're doing it innocently but the problem is stop complaining what do i mean by that is take your own cross and follow that's what scripture says meaning that you know what you have to do you also know the consequences of what you have to do follow pick it up and follow i'm stressing all these points today guys because i am adamant that god wants to bless you and if you're hearing me i believe that you are part of the people that god is committed to blessing but make use of your time the bible says things like teach me how to number my days so that you know how to make use of it so make use of your time so don't become the extreme and say no i don't have social time that's not what we're saying because you know now we'll see nuns walking around the house they're saying i'm always doing stuff they're just nuns you know they're just tying their heads head scarf and all of these things no have fun but take your responsibility do you understand 